It's Wednesday, January 6, 2021, and this is America's newest number one side dish to accompany your usual plate of conservative podcasts. This is Steak for Breakfast. Smokey, this is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior! America! Steak. For breakfast! So stand by! This episode is brought to you by Stay Ready Gear USA for all your holster needs, EDC carry, anything pertaining to carrying a gun wherever you want. Visit stayreadygear.com. Use the word steak at checkout. Save 5% on anything in their store. Also brought to you by Man Rubs. Use the code steak15 at checkout on their website. They have awesome t-shirts, great rubs, coffee cups. Um, they have a lot of good barbecue tools too. Um, if you're into cooking meat, anything mm. in that realm, hit them up. Um, they're good friends of the show, good supporters. And again, steak15 at uh, manrubs.com, and you can save 15% on anything in their store. Nice. I like it. Mm. You know, firearms are something that we love, support highly on this show. A lot. Mike over at West Coast Survival Arms has been servicing all of Southern California and the internet for over a decade. If you need some uh, guns, yeah. ammo. Especially right now, you better get it while it's hot. Firearm accessories. <laughs> Mike's a licensed FFL, and he'll take care of your droves. Background checks and get all that stuff done and expedited as fast as possible to get you out on the streets and before looting. Before Biden possibly takes over. Right? Don't ever say that again. So, <laughs> Mike's on Facebook at West Coast Survival Arms. Website, westcoastsurvivorarms.com. And our newest friends of the show... Listen, if there's another thing that we love on this show, it's boobs. Who doesn't oh. Who doesn't like them? True. Uh, the guys over at Mediocre Medic and MediocreMedic.com have all of your tactical accessories to accompany the things you take out into the field every day. They have tactical patches. Cool. Stickers. Yes. And gear. Medical gear? All sorts of gear? Sure. They support... I believe law enforcement, mm. obviously the military, yep. and all of our first responders. So, including TSA, they have some very I don't want to even call them <laughs> racy. They are wow. delicious mm. posts on their site. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, if you could think of places on the human body that you could cover up with a uh, sticker, then they're posting it on. Oh yeah, mediocre medic on Instagram. I was wondering how you're going to tie boobs into that, but right? now I know. Oh. Smooth. So I it were, is. Uh, you're going to say that they they were boobs, but. That would be kind of mean to say to a sponsor. Would I be exaggerating if I said to say that uh, this this week's episode is going to be action packed? Oh, well, well it was going to be action packed regardless, and we're in the middle of watching a historic event kind of unfold. Unfold. So it's going to be a lot of players, big game going on right now. Oh gosh, it's crazy. So, but before we get ahead of ourselves, let's start off with this morning. Um, in front of hundreds and thousands of patriots on the. Lawn of the White House, Donald Trump delivered a speech um, rallying against the Washington Swamp, the mainstream media, and uh, all the enemies of freedom. Trump went on to attack everyone from Nancy Pelosi and Mitt Romney to urge the vice president to do the right thing. Um, the crowd was pretty fired up. I would say it was probably on a Trump scale of 1 to 10 in regards to speeches. I kind of felt like it was a 7.5. He was definitely fired up, but he was not pinnacle Trump speechery. Mm. 
But uh, we do have some highlights from that, so I think there's probably no better way to start the show than besides introducing ourselves and our sponsors than giving the president of the platform to talk, so let's check that out. Romney got beat. Romney, hi. Did you see his... I wonder if he enjoyed his flight in last night. But when Romney got beaten, you know, he stands up like you're more typical. Well, I'd like to congratulate the victor. The victor. Who is the victor, Mitt? I'd like to congratulate. They don't go and look at the facts. Now, I don't know. He got, he got slaughtered, probably. Maybe it was okay. Maybe it was... That's what happened. But we look at the facts, and our election was so corrupt that in the history of this country, we've never seen anything like it. You can go all the way back. Unbelievable what we have to go through. What we have to go through, and you have to get your people to fight. And if they don't fight, we have to primary the hell out of the ones that don't fight. You primary them. We're going we're gonna to let you know who they are. I could already tell you, frankly. And then I had to beat Stacey Abrams with this guy, Brian Kemp. I had to beat Stacey Abrams. And I had to beat Oprah, used to be a friend of mine. You know, I was on her last show, or last week. She picked the five outstanding people. I don't think she thinks that anymore. Once I ran for president, I didn't notice there were too many calls coming in from Oprah. Believe it or not, she used to like me, but I was one of the five outstanding people. And I had a campaign against Michelle Obama and Barack Hussein Obama, against Stacey. And I had Brian Kemp. He weighs 130 pounds. He said he played offensive line in football. I'm trying to figure that out. That election, our election, was over at 10 o'clock in the evening. We're leading Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, by hundreds of thousands of votes. And then late in the evening or early in the morning, boom, these explosions of bullshit. And all of a sudden... All of a sudden, it started to happen. But now the caravans, they think Biden's getting in. The caravans are forming again. They want to come in again and rip off our country. Can't let it happen. And we want to be so nice. We want to be so respectful of everybody, including bad people. And we're going to have to fight much harder. And Mike Pence is going to have to come through for us. And if he doesn't, that will be a, a sad day for our country. Because you're sworn to uphold our Constitution. You are going to... Walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. I love Pennsylvania Avenue. And we're going to the Capitol. And we're going to try and give... You know, the Democrats are hopeless. They're never voting for anything. Not even one vote. But we're going to try and give our Republicans, the weak ones, because the strong ones don't need any of our help, we're tr going to try and give them the kind of pride and boldness that they need to take back our country. So let's walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. I want to thank you all. God bless you, and God bless America. Thank you all for being here. This is incredible. I'm thank gonna cut you the audio on this. Thank you. So there you go. That was Trump this morning. 
uh, out on the front lawn of the White House doing what he does best, and that's rallying the American people to go and hold their representatives accountable in regards to stopping the steal, which has kind of been his narrative since about November 7th or 8th. And uh, the crowd is pretty fired up. And what do you guys think of those pretty inspiring words this morning? Well, it's <clears throat> it's inspiring for sure, obviously. But the concern is, you know, that the tides have changed so much since that happened. And we figured out Pence is a... Let's just say what it is. A traitor to the Republic? Yeah. Traitor was, to the Republic. That was a little bit of a surprise. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, yeah, there's no... I don't think anybody on the right thought that he was going to puss out. I, I don't... I mean, even a lot of the conservative voices and things like that that we follow and that I follow, seeing him just kind of throwing the towel with his tail between his legs, that was very... Uh, I don't know if I want to say eye-opening, but it was very disheartening. Yeah. Because we had a we had a path to victory. I was talking to my dad last night, and I was like, man, we still have a chance. Like, And it's a very good chance. And all Pence has to do is put his big boy pants on in the morning and come to work and do what he's called to do. Well, and I believe that both, both things have happened. Like, they've either picked the votes that they wanted to count, or they've... I forget exactly what it was I was reading, but... Either or option, like it could have, yeah. like both things have happened, so he definitely could have, could have just gone with it. I don't know why he declined. It's like having a quarterback in the Super Bowl shave points. Yeah, he could have won the game and he threw it. And the 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 weird thing is like, what is his, what was his motive behind not following following through with the plan? Because that was the plan. As soon as it got stolen, that was what Giuliani and Ted Cruz and everyone was kind of. You know, rallying the troops because that was the chance. You know, we had a perfect play to win this game. And he goes to the locker room at halftime and goes, I'm done. And, um, you know, this is we've seen on the news today with all the um, protesting at the Capitol and things. It's a day that's going to this is a serious day where people are going to remember this for a long time in history. And, you know, Pence was a great vice president. And then this is going to be his legacy of him shitting the bed. And it's just, I'm like speechless, I guess, because do the next, if this goes into fruition, what election can we trust after this? None of them. Because they, if Biden wins, he gets away with corruption and stealing this election. No one goes to prison for it. And they have a system that worked for stealing this election. Yeah. Why would they change it? Yeah. And that's the crazy part is now there's no accountability in this election in our system at all and if you know they have control of everything what's the next four years going to look like yeah so almost um immediately following trump's speech on the mall this morning uh the official office of the vice president on behalf of mike pence released a statement i'm going to really i'm going to read it for our viewers because we're trying to paint a picture here of everything that's going on it's dated today january 6 2021 and it says, Dear Colleague, I don't know who it's addressed to. It says, Today, for the 59th time in the nation's history, Congress will convene in a joint session to count the electoral votes for the President of the United States. Under our Constitution, it will be my duty as Vice President and as President of the Senate to serve as the presiding officer 
After an election with significant allegations of voter irregularities and numerous instances of officials setting aside state election laws, I share the concern of millions of Americans about the integrity of the election. The American people chose the American president and have every right under the law to demand free and fair elections and a full investigation of electoral misconduct. As the presiding officer, I will do my duty to ensure that these concerns receive a fair and open hearing in the Congress of the United States. Objections will be heard, evidence will be presented, and the electoral representatives of the American people will make their decision. Our founders created the Electoral College in 1787 and first convened in 1789. With the advent of political parties, the Electoral College was amended in 1804 to provide that electors were separately for the vice president following continuous, contingent election in 1876. With widespread allegations of fraud and malfeasance, Congress spent a decade establishing rules and procedures to govern the electoral votes and the resolution of any objections. During the 130 years since the Electoral Count Act was passed, Congress has, without exception, used these formal procedures to count the electoral votes every four years. Given the controversy surrounding this year's election, some approach this year's quadrennial tradition with great expectations and others with demissive disdain. Some believe that as Vice President, I should be able to accept or reject electoral votes unilaterally. Others believe that electoral votes should never be challenged in a joint session of Congress. After a careful study of the Constitution, our laws, and our history, I believe neither view is correct. The President is the Chief Executive Auditor officer of the federal government under our Constitution, possessing immense power to impact the lives of the American people. The presidency belongs to the American people and to them alone. When disputes concerning a presidential election arise under federal law, it is the people's representatives who review the evidence and resolve disputes through a democratic process. Our founders were deeply skeptical of the concentrations of power and created a republic based on separation of power and checks and balances under the Constitution of the United States. And that's kind of where it ends. So, yeah, like you said, thrown in the towel, uh, coinciding with that, and hitting right at the heart of Friendtown, Mike Pence uh, unfollowed Donald Trump on Twitter today. What? See, this this is the and and the conspiracy <clears throat> theorist in me is wondering. There's got to be something else going on in the background here because this doesn't make it literally doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? The fact that all this is coming out, like, was he blackmailed? You, you know, did, did the Democrats have dirt on him? There's, like, a lot more questions I have than, hey, why did he do that? It's like, there's, there's got to be a reason that he did that. Because uh -huh. it makes no sense for him to do what he did and then just to dip out and kind of not follow up. And that's the part that I think a lot of Republicans are upset about is what? What led to that? Because it's not just a whim of him going, hey, I think I'm done. I think there's more. There's got to be more to this story. So, and I don't know if we'll ever know, but... Well, things that we do know is, um, in the last few minutes of this show, Melania Trump's chief of staff has resigned. And Twitter and Facebook have released joint statements stating that the situation in Washington, D.C. can be considered a regional emergency and therefore have put restrictions on certain things. And by that... Donald Trump's Twitter has been restricted. I saw that. For 12 hours? And, yeah. And so has his Facebook. <sighs> Motherfucker. So, yeah. That's convenient. <clears throat> yeah. It just pisses me off that 
this is happening right under our nose, and there's nothing we can do about it at this point. You are seeing direct evidence of the alleged uniparty that's been proprieted in Washington, D.C. for years now, where yeah. regardless of if you run as a Democrat or a Republican... It's all part of the scam. Yep, it's all part of the lobbyist establishment movement. How can I line my pockets fast enough, and how can I tell the American people what they want to hear just so I'll get elected and then I'll do whatever yeah. the fuck I want. And I think what I would like, the only good thing I could say right now out of this is when it comes to Trump is he's dying with his boots on, which I love uh -huh. because he hasn't thrown in the towel. He's not done. What we see, you know, Pence, probably one of his greatest friends throughout the past four years. Obviously these guys have history together. They ran together. They had a great team going, but like you said, the one party, and it's kind of like a puppet game when you see Pence kind of show his true colors. Even to the liberal friends that I have, the couple that I have, I want to tell them, look, Trump was not your enemy. It's the system. And they played you because this guy is the only one, you know, you got him and maybe Ted Cruz who are still standing up and fighting for this and a couple other guys on the right. But a majority of people quit on him, and you even see it with, you know, Fox News. We talked about that week after week since the election that everybody's turned on this guy. And it shows you that, dude, nobody in Washington has liked him from day one. Nope. He you know, they were all friends with him before he was in politics. Well, he's bad for business now. He's exactly. bad for the military-industrial complex. And it's it just bad for it shows you the true colors of not just Republican-Democrat, but like you said, it's one big scam. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm always probably going to vote red because that's the political beliefs I align with. But it just is scary to the point where we don't know who to trust anymore. You know, and that's why Trump resonated with so many people because you have blue collar, you have law enforcement, you have military people. And they liked having a guy in office who didn't give a crap about what he said. He spoke his mind. He was, he was real with people. Unbiable. He was unbiable. And that's the big thing. Pence is obviously viable. Look at what happened today. There's a lot. There's a lot of people on on social media right now calling out Pence for his alleged Christian beliefs. Yeah, I that mean, I, and I I would be one of those people to question that too. Was that just a scam to get people to vote? And then you have to wonder why was when did this plan in his mind come into fruition? Uh -huh. That he was just gonna you know saddlebag this whole thing. And to the liberal people, I know there's probably not any liberal people that listen to this show, but if you don't see that Trump was part of this revolution, then you're never going to see that. And if you think you're part of the revolution and you have every mainstream media celebrity and every um, news outlet and everything going on your side, that's not a revolution. And when you have even the the vice president, the best friend of the president, as far as the policy next, and, the next in line, the next in line, turn his back at the eleventh hour. For me, I'm proud of Trump. And I'm proud of him dying with his boots on it. And if he doesn't win, which, you know, whatever happens, I will never regret supporting him. And I know he's not done in politics. He even said he might run for um, governor of Georgia, which he sh it would be awesome if he came to California and just started a shitstorm trying to campaign here, even though he probably wouldn't get elected. It would just be fun to sit back and watch that. I, I, would, say, I would agree with that and say Donald Trump is probably – you can take it either one of two ways. He's either what's left of the real Republican Party, the conservative movement, or he is what the new... Breaking news. Go. My house sold. Okay. Yeah, has nothing to do with the show, but... 
So, <coughs> would you consider yourself a millionaire now? Almost. Nice. A thousand air. God, that's. Can, can you buy awesome. no NI stuff? I, I do. Um, no. I'm going to go to LA in a, in a week or two and, and go buy a truck. That sounds like a non answer. Yeah, it was not, that's what I tell my kids when they ask me for like V Bucks or uh, Robux. Like, hey, I, they have the new Black Panther skin on Fortnite, Dad. Can I get it? Um, yeah, we'll see after dinner. Yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, you just gave us the we'll see after dinner. I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm gonna go the, buy a cheeseburger. The, I don't have McDonald's money. Right. Yeah, my kids were actually asking me for Robux today, and I had to say, hey, your mom said we can bring. I can bring dinner home after the podcast. Let me know what you want. We can get taco shop, Chinese food. Yeah. Those are yeah. two of my favorite things. Right. So. But um, back to, uh, that's just been <clears throat> stressed for like a long time. But um, with Pence, I'm like, dude, if I saw this guy walking down the street, I would give half mine to cold clock him right in the jaw. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really tough pill to swallow right now. There is no doubt. That we are living a movie. Yeah, that's what we were talking about earlier before you got here. We we're saying, dude, this year, there's so many different aspects that would make this year crazy, mm-hmm. and it got jumbled into one big one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't, I really don't think people understand what a Biden presidency would do to this country. Mm. It's gonna, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, and when people talk, oh, I voted for Biden, I'm like. You voted for the most pro-abortion presidency that's ever been advertised. That's for me. If Trump came out during his presidency, he's like, I'm for abortion. I'm going to legalize it federally across the whole level. I would have a hard time voting for that. It, it would be a really It'd be big, a deal. It would probably be a deal breaker for me. I, I, would, I would probably literally have to pray on that one. And that's, if Donald Trump yeah. came out and said that he supports the establishment, abortion movement, Planned Parenthood, all that stuff, it would be tough. To, that's not America yeah. first. That's and that, not what our country was founded on. And it's, and so when people, you know, showboat their faith on social media and then claim allegiance to that, and I'm like, this is, you're voting for the most like anti, you know, we can talk about religion and, and the Bible, but when you break down things, that's the most anti, biblically, biblically principled cabinet to ever try and get in office and i don't i don't get it and and it's people were bought you know people were bought and they were bamboozled into voting for this guy and you have a chick nobody even knows what her nationality is because she's indian one day and then she's celebrating kwanzaa nobody knows what she's doing she's a chameleon and she's a crook lizard people i like it I like it. She she might be a right. we don't know. Chameleon. Hmm. Well, uh, yeah, I guess Dakota who's not here today does refer to her as Camelia. <laughs> he Camelia does. Harris. He changes it every it's like Kamala, Camelia, right? Chlamydia. <laughs> Something. I just I I don't understand why people think she and him are going to bring change. I don't get it. Oh, there will be no change. It's back to the, Donald Trump did what Everybody said he would never be able to do. He got a wedge in between the people who have been ruining this country and the people who want to make it great again so deep. Yeah. I mean, you have people who run for other parties. There was the guy from New Jersey. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. He was a Democrat. He flipped Republican. And in, on November 3rd, he won re-election because he changed his party affiliation based off of his heart and convictions 
and showed the people that what his word meant is what he was actually going to do. It's not that he was going to say things to get elected and then go to Washington, D.C. and just side with Nancy Pelosi and side with Chuck Schumer and be in the pockets of the lobbyists and the CCP and things of that nature. And then we were talking today, Vernon Davis, uh, Democrat House member. Can't, coming back home, he said. Coming back home, went up on stage this morning and... and dropped the Democratic Party and came over to the conservative movement because he felt moved and convicted to the things that, you know, <clears throat> want to make America great again. One, and part of the issue, I mean, I have a lot of issues with a lot of leftist um, ideology. And, and one of them, I think when you look at their policy, there's always a backdoor. There's always a different reason they're doing that. It's usually money. And so, well, so think about, you know, immigration and migration and, and all these migrants and them opening the doors. And do you think, and obviously we're probably all going to agree on this, but them opening the door for illegals to come in and to get, you know, open the door for asylum and then, hmm, not have voter ID. It's like, you don't think, you think these people, you think Pelosi and Biden and Harris really care at night when they go to bed? Man, those people in Honduras, I, I really wish they would have the American dream. They don't care. Oh, we've talked about this on the show. The Washington... It's voters. The Washington, D.C. establishment elites hate poor people. Yeah. yeah. They, they want their votes, but they load them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that's the part that makes me so furious because you have all these people on the left, and they don't see that because they won't go out and research on their own. And I think that's one of the great things about this show is we bring research, and Roan does a lot of stuff to bring in facts and we discuss it it's research that is grassrooted here it's not us watching some bullshit clickbait video that lebron james tweeted and everyone's like oh gosh kamala harris and biden that's that's the ticket to change and it's like you think that that guy you think even lebron james cares He's about shit, you he doesn't zero percent one of my favorite scenes in one of my favorite movies is the bronx tale okay when Sonny is talking to the little dude and he goes who's your favorite baseball player and they're talking and he goes mickey Mantle. and he goes did he ever pay your rent and he goes, no. And he goes, he doesn't care about you. He doesn't. And the same thing with LeBron James and Oprah and all these bullshit-ass celebrities who all these people are on the tit of, and they're watching Kardashian show, and they're watching Real Housewives of whatever the fuck, <laughs> and they get all excited because these celebrities that they look up to are endorsing these political candidates. You think LeBron James at the end of the day is affected by who's in office? No. No, he lives in a palace, a castle. He doesn't care. No, he cares about making stupid Taco Tuesday video and... And getting that's what child labor sneakers made we are, in China as fast we are as can. in this situation at the end of the day because people are retarded and they can't research for themselves. Uh -huh. That's the bottom line. People are sheep, and that's why we are where we're at right now. And you saw it today that people stormed the Capitol. And you know, I have mixed feelings about that. Should they have gone in and done all that? I'm not gonna go there but in a sense you have to understand people are frustrated yeah donald trump went out today to rally the troops i'm using the term figuratively however shortly thereafter people he, got mad right it seemed that he rallied the troops literally and when washington dc mayor bowser told the police to step down they removed the barricades protecting the halls of congress from the crowd which was hundreds of thousands, if not close to a million. That was like one of the largest 
And that wasn't just people local from D.C. That was no. people flying in. People have been caravanning for a from week. From all over Did the country. Did they think it was that many? Yeah. I, th- I heard it was like a couple hundred thousand. No. It, it was, was a ton. Because yeah. the they were showing pictures before they stormed the Capitol. And it was unreal. See, when people were taking pictures from like drones, you couldn't see the end of it. It, oh, looked, wow. it looked like Woodstock yep. on steroids. And that's what, that's my point. Look, stuck on Merit. We MAGA, watched, but they did storm the Capitol. We watched six months of BLM and Antifa and Quifa, whatever you want to call them, right. destroy this country. Right. And every major city in this country felt that, especially the Democrats who didn't want National Guard, didn't want police. And we watched that for six months, and they're tearing down statues, they're burning police precincts, and guess what? All Destroying the liberal friends, businesses. all my liberal friends on Facebook, you know, they're frustrated, they're upset. Well, nobody would condemn the negative exactly. actions. Exactly. And you know what? Today, conservatives, for one time, There's nobody, said, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it. We're going to storm the Capitol. We're not going to burn shit down. We're just going to make a point. And should they have done that? I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. I don't know who led that charge. But at the end of the day, it was a majority peaceful. And they did what they did, and then they left. Was it scary? Sure. Were people freaking out? Yeah. Did the mass media put flame, put gas on that fire? Of course. Yeah, of course. At the end of the day, the same ideology that the mass media and the liberal people and my liberal friends who are never going to listen to this show were frustrated. They need to get it out. We did that today. The people of this country who are frustrated did that. And it became a big shit storm. It and did, now it did become an emergency situation. And that's the thing is like, well, well, it didn't do us. It didn't do us any good, though. It didn't. It definitely was, didn't. It was actually the wrong move to do because they so you, interrupted a. That's the sad a part. Constitutional process, right? That's the sad part too, because people can go and like Nick just said a couple minutes ago, literally burn a police precinct down and it be championed. And literally. then the city protects them to set up their own safe zone. But when the people who put these assholes in power go and try to hold them physically accountable to uphold their oath to the motherfucking Constitution, mm-hmm. it's deemed a grassroots, boogaloo, right White supremacist, right, blah, blah, blah. Exactly, racist, you know, act of domestic terror. Yeah. And that's literally what it isn't. One of the things everybody needs to keep in mind, too, there are a lot of people who are listening to this show who are there. God bless you guys, and I hope you all are safe. Um, it has already been revealed on social media that there were several members of Antifa who led that charge into the halls of Congress today. 100%. I've seen several tweets of... Yeah, photos side by side. Side by side of, like, the guy who was standing literally where the Speaker of the House or the mm-hmm. Vice President would stand today, the guy with the big hat with the horns on with no shirt and the chaps. I think that he's just a crazy person. Well, that guy's he's, a, he's got a pedophile he's tattoo verified on his on, chest. He's yeah. ver- verified on Instagram. That guy's a jiu-jitsu black belt instructor. And he's and he's also a huge <laughs> lefty. And, and then there was a couple other guys. There were, like, two fatties with beards... Oh, like in a basement well, taking a picture, and yeah. then today they're they're in the halls of Congress wearing Trump shirts, but they're mm-hmm. there just to cause chaos. When we were watching the yeah. live stream of it, and we're literally pointing out, you see some hippie chick with dreads, and you're like, mm, yeah, probably not a Trump supporter. Probably yeah. not a Trump supporter. Or, or you see guys unboxing uh, gas masks before they yeah. go into the halls of Congress. When we saw some dipshit with a bump helmet on backwards. Yeah, he was his, helmet, like, his helmet was literally on backwards, and I'm like, that guy definitely, definitely doesn't know what yeah. the fuck he's doing. Yeah. We'll post that. You know whose helmet wasn't yesterday. on backwards? That girl that the got capped. Capital, <laughs> the Capitol Police killed. So rest in peace. Yeah, uh, regardless. Which of, is surprising that Capitol Police got an accurate shot off. We'll put it that way. Following the chaos on Capitol <laughs> Hill, 
Donald Trump released a statement. I'm going to try and play the audio right now. Bear with me. Uh, like we said, Donald Trump's Twitter and Facebooks are now locked, but I'm using a third-party proxy to try and see how the president responded to the actions that some of Antifa and a majority of the patriots did today up on Capitol Hill. Let's check this out. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. That was the president responding to the people today who stormed Capitol Hill. Um, Man. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's just been an absolute disaster of a day from top to bottom. There are people right now on the Democratic side of the aisle who are calling for Vice President Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment to remove the President of the United States. Which, what good is that going to do? Zero percent. Why, why even go through with that? It, it makes no sense, you know. Well, everything that's happened today is counterproductive for everything. A multitude of reasons. Yeah, so, like what the President said, everybody needs to go home. Like, the best move that could have been done was to just lead by example and all of the people out there should bail out at the curfew just like they're supposed to you know it gets to a point just do though, the exact opposite of what the other side was doing and, and, and i but i could see the other side of the card because yeah. i mean i see it both ways but look at what happened in georgia last night you had two i would say they were pretty their establishment i mean purdue's family has been in politics forever mm -hmm. kelly loffler you can't get much more establishment than her. She's a conservative, but she's also a business owner. You know, she's right up there with all of the lobbyists because she's a WNBA team owner. Yeah. Um, and the fact of the matter is we saw the exact same things in the Georgia runoff elections last night that we saw on November 3rd. Yeah, 100%. Both candidates came out and were 50-50 with the Democratic challengers. Then we get into the late evening on the West Coast, and you mm -hmm. see both... Uh, Republican candidates pull ahead. No, the Dominion machines weren't working again. Right. It, it, we'll scan the ballots later. Yeah, so they, they pull ahead by what seems like an unsurmountable margin. They both got over 2 million votes, and it was like 2 million to like 1.6, 1.7 million. And then we get into the Dominion machines breakdown. The largest county in Georgia is stopped counting, and they're going to start counting at 8.30 in the morning the next day. And we're going to count ballots in other counties till 3 o'clock in the morning and, and, and give you guys a disposition on it the next day. And what happens? And guess, guess what a majority of the people were concerned about last night? Tell us. Kanye West and Kim Kardashian right. possibly getting a divorce. Yeah. That's what everyone was tweeting about. And we have the biggest runoff in this nation's history. It's literally deciding the fate of this country. We have a blue-collar guy, a construction guy, a tycoon in the real estate industry who doesn't give a crap what people think of him. 
literally putting his life on the line, and then you have the left mafia, and people are like, oh my gosh, Kim Kardashian is going to divorce Kanye West, and it's like, that's the fucking problem with this whole country, and you know what? It's it's people that are the problem. Right. Yeah. Mitch, Mitch McConnell not getting on board with the repealing to Section 230 and granting the American people the larger stimulus checks combined with uh, Senator Perdue being quarantined for coronavirus and both of them being relatively weakish candidates who could not really define themselves for things that separate themselves from two totally shitty Democrats. I mean, you got Ossoff, who's like a legit communist. He doesn't give a fuck. He, he puts it out there. And then you have Warnock, who's been investigated for allegations of child abuse, been investigated for allegations of domestic abuse, and you have two of the biggest, literally, human pieces of garbage win an election in a predominantly red state that was sandwiched by South Carolina and Florida, who both went to Trump by good, wholesome margins. It just doesn't make any sense. One of the, the shitty part is, this is what pisses me off, and I don't want to segue, but Go. feminist movement mm. is a load of dog shit. Okay. And you could tell because you have a, a, a female runner who's conservative. If she was liberal, she would have got so many more votes. Mm -hmm. And she owns the w, part of the WNBA team, which probably is a big waste of money. Let's be honest. Nobody watches that. Yeah. She, you know, one of the things she did, she, she was one of the only people in that whole sect that kind of said when the reinvention of the civil rights movement happened mm -hmm. this year in regards to all the shootings and the riots and the BLM, she said, we're not doing that. Yeah. She said, our team will not go out and make political statements on a professional mm -hmm. athlete platform because that's not where it's for. Yeah. So she said, your convictions and your beliefs are yours. You get paid to do a job. When you go to work, do yep. your job. And when you're not at work, do whatever go, you want. Yeah. Go, Have go and it. tell everybody how you feel about, Let it rip. about either civil rights or women's yeah. rights. 100%. Or, you know, your political affiliations and that and the other thing. And she got a lot of blowback from her team. but Sure. And you know, you know what the funny part is about all this, especially with football, NFL. A majority of people that watch football are what? Probably blue-collar people. Yeah. That's why they don't want to see all this. You know? For the record, I haven't watched professional sports in over almost two years. Now. What about UFC? UFC's pretty unbiased. Dana White, the president of UFC, is a super hard Trump supporter. See, the thing for me is... I love UFC. I'm a husband. It's my favorite. Father of two children. I work a full-time job with overtime. Correct. And then pseudo-executive producing this show probably takes about 40 to 50 hours of prep a week in addition to all the other things I previously mentioned. So if I was going to tie my wagon to something, it's usually like the two or three hours a day of sleep I get. Mm. And I just, like, I like the concept of MMA. I think the sport is enjoyable to watch, but I just can't get into it right now. And, and, and for the record, I'm, I'm not talking as someone who's biased. Before I went into my current profession of law enforcement, I was an educator and a coach for nearly two decades. Yeah. So sports is something that I hold near and dear to me. It's just uh, hard right now. It's just impossible to... And that's get, my point yeah. is these people, they're protesting and doing all stuff. They're barking up the wrong tree. You know? Go protest Real Housewives of LA. I bet you nobody would watch that show. Yeah. Because those people are... You always go back to the Real Housewives. You must... 
that's secretly just, love that show. That's just what I think of when I think of people that support Biden is they probably watch that and Kardashians and whatever other... <clears throat> Awful television. Yeah. Well, I can tell you one thing. Everybody from Alex Jones to the QAnon bunch are shitting their pants right now because... Including us three. Right. I, I mean, either the <laughs> storm is upon us or the sky's getting dark, but, you know... I feel like we're literally, this sounds super corny and probably maybe over-exaggerated, but it feels like we're living in end times. Because if, if Biden pulls this off, and I shouldn't even say Biden because this guy probably has no idea what's going on. His team and all these people that are choreographing this, if they pull this off, it's going to be a dark four years. Yeah. It's going to be very dark. And so uh, if you don't have guns yet, you should probably get on that. Within the next week or two. Well, I mean, if if like what you said, if if Biden does get in, or the team of whoever's holding Biden up, George it's just going to be interesting to see all these people who voted for it are going to be really complaining when oh, all these yeah. social systems are going to start costing them money and their property taxes. Oh yeah. And well. Here's income part of the taxes, here's part of the taxes. problem, and this is I've been saying this from day one. And I've called people out that I have friends that are liberal. I have a couple friends, and I I've told them, and I'm not trying to be an asshole. Okay, you are an asshole. I am. I'm not trying to be. I just am naturally. <laughs> when you own property, you get taxed out the ass in California. Yeah, sure do. When you have a job and you make six figures, you get taxed out the ass. So for people that own property, you have a family, you have a good job where you make good money, you earn stuff, right? You are more apt to vote red because people that vote red and the red party is all about let's lower taxes, let's not give all this freebies to people. Capitalism. Capitalism. Great thing. And I got an argument with some chick on Facebook this morning, and I just body bagged her because I love these segments. She tried to say Venezuela was not a socialist country. What? The and I was like, fuck? I was up at four o'clock in the morning. Okay. I couldn't sleep, and then she messaged, she commented on my thing, and I'm like, I don't know how to understand this for you, because she was trying to say. I'll get into this later, but it was just a nightmare. My point is, people like that don't own property, don't have a legitimate job, she's so they're room, not getting taxed. She's a roommate somewhere in a barista. Or she's living at home, and she's working at Starbucks part-time, giving people caramel macchiatos. Mm. <laughs> With an underwater basket-weaving degree. There and that's go. my point is, like, when you step out of your mommy's basement, and you get a career, and you start making real money, and you start getting taxed more, and then you have kids, and you're trying to figure out what school to put them in so they don't get brainwashed... And you're looking at where your tax dollars go, and it's like freebies to this person, and unemployment's going up, and benefits, and welfare, and then there's fraud. And then you're like, how are people not seeing that and wanting to change that? And then people go, well, we need Pakistan to do gender studies. And it's like, we have people literally killing themselves. Their women can't open bank accounts. Yeah, they can't even drive. That's right. not our problem. Okay, we can fix that when we fix our problems. But right now, there's people literally drinking themselves to death because they can't provide for their family. Beating their wives, beating their children, people going without food. There's people literally drinking themselves to death and killing themselves because they don't think about it as a dad, as a husband, as a as a as a head of a household, if you can't provide it's you know the worst how much, feeling in the world. Oh my god. Like when my kid asks me for something and maybe money's tight that month, it breaks my heart mm -hmm. to be able dude, we can't do that this month. Yeah. Well even me, like I don't have kids, you know. 
uh, we touched on that before. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> ladies. Yeah, uh, but coming in, I, but I do know people that you know have good jobs and make good money and own property, and it's just it it's mind boggling that you would go for this. Yeah. But for me, like if I hadn't gotten into the uh, the occupation that I'm in now, if I was still in the bar business where I was for 15 years, probably as a bouncer. And okay. Like I would be hosed right now. Like yeah, the, the yeah. dude I used to work for in the gas lamp, San Diego, he just shut his bar down. Yeah. Like, just oh well, it's the end of that. And that's my have fun making I would, un- I would be screwed. Making but... unemployment out of bartender wages. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean I look at it this way. Especially and, and... not declaring your tips. Right. Like I mean, of course everybody declares their tips accurately. Sure. Of course. Yeah. No one wants to Everyone keeps an Excel book on yeah. them and tallies all that. I, I didn't get tips Facts. at that bar, but you know. Right. So Breaking it down and what we're trying to say in regards to, you know, capitalism and conservatism and what the Democrat Party brings. Um, I'll do it in the simplest way I can, I can add to this conversation. I earn, with overtime, approximately $150,000 a year. Yes. And I take home approximately... twenty grand. Sixty-four-ish thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right in the wallet. Right. That's disappointing. In one of the most expensive states on the planet to live in, and it's looking like it's going to get more expensive. Yeah. Oh, so. dude, I I get so frustrated because people are like, "Well, your your income's only going to get taxed if you make over four hundred grand," mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm. "Oh my god, <clears throat> that's your income. That's why I not can't... your payroll tax. Two different things." You don't My think your employer is going to tax you? You make minimum wage. You're getting laid off because your employer has to pay more. Yeah. Because you're getting you're paying for all these people to get free education. I went to public high school in California. Okay. Ninety percent of the people didn't give a shit. You're going to give those same people who are showing up weight, smoking weed during lunch. At my high school, we couldn't even have bathroom doors on the stalls because people were smoking weed in the bathroom. So wow. if you had to take a dump, mm. it was like humiliating. I was smoking cigarettes, but not weed. No. Oh. Never that did. was the high school I went to. You're going to take those people. I was dipping. You're going to take those people, and you're going to give them a free community college. Do you think that they're going to care? No. They're just going to do that because they can't find a job. And not only that, I, like, we've talked about this. There's people like Charlie Kirk who gets out there and rails against um, establishment education. And, you know, why would you go sometimes over $100,000 in debt to have a piece of paper that means nothing. Yeah. What does gender studies, what does, you know, you say underwater basket weaving, but there are real, like, what is communications? What is, like, you know, things like Ge- that? Yeah, like you said, gender studies. What, what is, right. for what? Why? And well, then you want me to repay that? I'm almost done paying off my college loans. Okay. I've never expected anybody to foot that bill. Yeah, I just finished paying off mine a couple years ago, and I'm 42. And that's the, that's the, the mind-blowing thing is, like, well, these jobs, these jobs are all going to self-checkout at the grocery store. Yeah, and yeah. baristas, like I said before. Yeah. And then the ones who just really don't give a shit, those are your construction workers and, and figurative ditch diggers of the world. So. I, uh, we, took my, we took a tour of a school today because my son's supposed to start kindergarten next year. How'd that year. go? It was amazing. Okay. And the principal, she's the one that gave the tour, is really good. And she made a good point. She said, we try and get every kid that goes through K through eight here, the opportunity and the ability to go to a four-year college. She said, but not every kid is meant to do that. And she said, some people will grow up and have a love for cars. Guess what? You can go be a mechanic, but you don't stop there. 
go learn how to own a business that does a mechanic shop. You know, you like working with your hands and maybe you're good at gardening. Don't be a gardener. Own a gardening company. You don't have to go to college for that. And her point was there's people in this life, not everybody has to go to college. She's like, our goal in this school is to get everybody the opportunity, but you have to figure out not everybody is meant for college. Yeah, some people just go to college because they think that they have to, and it's like they and don't that's know the what they want to do, so they waste all this time. Progression step in being a person, right? Yeah. yeah. You can start a business without a high school degree if you know what you're doing, you're a hustler, and, and find something you're good at. But that's the point. This whole culture is, is just crazy. And then the problem with college is now every college is super left-wing, and it's all indoctrination brainwashing into pumping out these voters who are just brainwashed into what voting left because that's what they were brought up to do yeah and i don't think as a college professor that your particular political leanings should be part of your curriculum not at all it should we shouldn't know like it's you're teaching people to think for themselves supposedly 100 percent. it's just uh it's disheartening because you know a lot of these people that support biden we've talked about this many times can't put their foot down and explain why they support this guy and if you were able to sit down with all these people individually and explain to them i bet you 90 percent of them would vote red right there's no reason to vote i mean when you think about logistically and having a family and progressing in life the only reason to vote blue is if you just want free stuff yeah and like we said earlier the policies that the democrats put out there's always a backdoor there's always a reason that they're doing it there's always fluff yeah. There's and there's always there's always a caveat Something's to it. hidden in there. Yeah. Stephen Miller, the acting secretary of defense, just re- released a press statement um, referencing the uh, stuff that's going on in Capitol Hill right now. It's a brief statement. I'll read it online. Chairman Milley and I just spoke separately with the Vice President and Speaker Pelosi, Leader McConnell, Senator Schumer, and Representative Hoyer about the situation going on at the U.S. Capitol. We have fully activated the D.C. National Guard to assist federal and local law enforcement as they work to peacefully address the situation. We are prepared to provide additional support as necessary and appropriate as requests by local authorities. Our people are sworn to defend the Constitution and our democratic form of government, and they will act accordingly. So that's breaking right now. I'm trying to get some updates from Twitter, but I'll be completely honest with you. <laughs> Twitter's very choppy right now. It's breaking down. I, I saw that... Um, Everything's probably censored. They're probably working their butt off right well, now. Well, there's some senators that are saying, regardless of the instances of violence that happened today, we're going to fully charge on with our objections to the electoral votes in the Constitution. I saw a tweet from the press secretary who represents General Mattis, who said the attack on Capitol Hill was solely instigated by Donald Trump. Uh. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of things going back and forth. Um Barack Obama released some bullshit third party or third person speaking, you know, tweet how history will remember this day and I like to hear myself talk. So it's 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 very fluid right now. There's there, there's a lot of stuff going on. So we're just trying to keep you guys in the loop here as we move along. Um, there were a lot of things going on this week in regards to some of the electoral votes and reasons why 13 senators and over 140 Representatives were challenging the electric re- election results today. Um, in Georgia, a judge was supposed to rule uh, tomorrow on the 
Fulton County ballots that could lead to up to 20 to 30,000 fraudulent votes. Um, lawyers from the Trump team are calling for a hand inspection of the ballots. It's been resisted at every level up to this point. And, you know, it's one of those things that all of the uh, state legislative in, in Georgia have been reluctant to buy into um, those, those pieces of shit down there between uh, Governor Kemp and Secretary of State Raffensperger has done literally nothing to show that they ran a clean and fair elections. Um, in Pennsylvania, their senators have called to delay the electoral college vote until the Trump team lawsuit against Pennsylvania Secretary of State is heard, and that's in regards to provisions in Act 77, which basically changed everything in regards to their election. It was the free-for-all mail-in voting, the county election ballots after November 3rd. It was not verifying voter rolls, this, that, and the other thing. Um, in Pennsylvania, eight of the nine House members voted to recall and recertify their 20 electoral votes for Donald Trump. That was yesterday. And um, they were waiting on a decertification. In uh, Michigan, their state Senate, which is majority conservative, um, had some stuff come out yesterday uh, basically saying that, uh, you know, Free and fair elections are essential to the long-term stability of the republic. Numerous allegations surrounding the 2020 elections have made a considerable portion of the American public call into question the legitimacy of the electoral product in Michigan and several other states. Specifically here in Michigan, 40 state representatives and senators requested an independent audit of the November 2020 elections before certification by the State Board of Canvassers, and that request was not respected. We therefore are calling upon the imminent joint session of Congress to pursue every available option and procedure to examine the credible allegations of election fraud, concerns surrounding fraud and irregularities. We do not seek to overturn the will of the people. However, it is vital that the citizenry at large be confident that the election results will be accurate and free from misconduct, um, criminal nature or otherwise. Given the extraordinary level of law enforcement to the extent of their ability of the law to conduct an objective and transparent investigation, credible allegations of misconduct into the 2020 election. It is vital for the state of Michigan and the entire county, or I'm sorry, the entire country that we work together publicly to answer credible allegations and restore confidence in the election. That was signed by, I think, over a dozen state senators. And like they said, 40 state representatives got on board with that one in Michigan too. Um, Going on to Wisconsin, Donald Trump got into it, and we played it in our open today of the things going on there, the hundreds of thousands of dead voters, out-of-state voters, ballot dumps that went on in that state, and he referenced several times by the small sliver amount of votes that they need to get over the hump there. And this was all kind of coming to a head over the course of the last two weeks, finally getting it out there, keeping in mind that not one court at the state or federal level, including the Supreme Court, has heard on merit any of the allegations of voter fraud. Every single case that's been dismissed up to this point has been dismissed on standing alone, and standing can be translated best for our listeners who don't understand as being a fucking pussy, because mm -hmm. that's all it is. I don't want riots. I don't want to put my name on something that, regardless of the mm -hmm. amount of evidence you provide, I don't want to overturn the will of the majority of people who did things the right way. Um, 
It's so funny how in this country, and it goes all the way down to what happened today at Capitol Hill, a few fuck it up for everybody. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but in this case, a few did not fuck it up for anybody. Yeah. The, the few that collaborated to fuck up this election are not being held responsible on any level. And it's one of the most disgusting things that this country has ever gone through. None of these rumors or allegations of voter fraud or irregularity have been debunked in court, Mm-mm. period. And, Zero. And the media, like any article you click, right. you click on today, something I noticed on my phone, and I don't, even, I don't know if maybe I hadn't noticed it before, I use the uh, DuckDuckGo okay. browser. I like, I like it. So this morning I woke up, and I was Googling something about what was going on in D.C., and maybe I just hadn't noticed this before, but I think Apple has kind of overridden the DuckDuckGo browser. So my Safari browser, I fire it up, I click on it, I search on something, and some very left-leaning media with an icon shows up next to it as like a top story, and you have to actually go click a, spe- a specific spot to actually go do your DuckDuckGo search. Right. I don't know if that's new. I never noticed <clears throat> it until today. It's probably definitely new. Here's a good um, quote from Chris Como. Hmm. Back when BLM and Antifa were tearing shit up. Chris Cormor, that's a... Uh, is that Fredo? <clears throat> yeah, that's oh. Fredo, right? So, this is him. It says, please show me where it says protesters are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Yeah, no, they were saying they were saying all that <laughs> stuff. But, oh, that's it? Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is, it's such a double standard. Like we said at the beginning of the show, should these guys have stormed and taken the podium and done all that? No, they, they interrupted a valid constitutional process and have hindered... And probably damaged yeah. our case. And the, at the end of the day, my point is there's a huge double standard. Yeah, there's always been. They're both wrong, right? Yeah. And we were talking about this before the show. The difference that- is now that there are no people on the right, Republican, conservative, whatever. There's nobody that's not disavowing the violence. Yeah. And, and all the people I follow are saying, hey, this is not cool. Yeah. You guys should leave at curfew. Show them how to protest peacefully. Don't be... Don't be that guy that's gonna fuck this up. Yeah, be everybody. the be the polar opposite. Be the example. Yeah. And we still don't know these guys that are shit stirring right here. We don't know who they are. There's good evidence that's showing that these guys are not Trump supporters. That they could be Antifa infiltrators. Well, there was. We know at least a leaked, couple examples. Yeah, there was of leaked uh, text message strings of people saying that they were going, and I. I saw somewhere that they had confirmed that there was busloads of Antifa or whatever you want to call being them. escorted in by Capitol Police. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was I was on Twitter this morning and uh, but yeah, they were they were gonna wear uh, literally like dress up, you MAGA know, hats, MAGA hats backwards and yada yada yada. I'm actually watching it right now. Uh, federal police officers are now physically removing supporters of. Trump from the Capitol, and it is going down right now. I'm seeing rubber bullets, uh, gas, and it looks like beatings. Mm. Showing it around the table right now. Classic. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's 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 turning out to be a dark day. You know, a dark day for for the patriots in this country who care about the Constitution and the democratic process. Um, I also just saw something on social media. There was. Leaked images of flyers. Mm. Um, Can you text that one to me? Yeah, purporting violence from Antifa 
um, to get out and disguise yourself as patriots slash Trump supporters, wear MAGA hats, USA flags, three percenters, insignias, and, and or a convincing police uniform is even better. It goes on to state that this way the police and patriots responding to us won't know who their enemies are, onlookers, and the media will think there are Trump supporters rioting, so it's harder to determine who's who. So, I mean, yeah, it's one of those things. And it's just, it's, it's just a damn shame. Yeah, there's that guy that was standing at the yeah, same head guy. of Capitol Hill today. Well, that's that's really the. Here's him, Nick. I'm yeah. showing you this guy. That was the guy that was basically standing on the. Yeah, that guy's. I forget his name. Who's a famous jujitsu instructor? He's also that's him from a June third Antifa, and BLM march in Tempe, Arizona. So I mean, like I said, we're in the middle of a movie. It, uh, and it should have never gotten to the point where, the people that are on. Quote unquote, our side, are doing the exact same thing. Yanking on barricades, shouting in police's face, you know, hurling objects at at the police that are, you know, they're basically on our side. I see it this way, and I agree with you 100% in regards to following directions of law enforcement and working with the police and not trying to work against them or lumping them into the people that are standing in the way of the constitutional process. However, it's January 6th. The only constitutional deadline we have left is January 20th, high yeah. noon. You have close to a million people convene on the nation's capital today and literally Capitol Hill. What the fuck else do you want these people to do? They go home and what? Go back on social media? Go back on that 2 million follower Joe Biden is not my president fucking boomer website and complain with like unwholesome memes and selfies of like 50 to 60 year old fat fucks and their girlfriends that they ride around on their motorcycles with on the weekends with their Donald Trump flags. We're past that. I mean, we're, we're in a, we've navigated ourselves into a territory unfamiliar to this generation, period. Yeah. Many generations before this. I wish I was able to cut up film for the interview that went down yesterday. There was a lot of talk at the last Stop the Steal march because Alex Jones and General Michael Flynn walked past each other, two ships passing in the night. It was one of the most awkward high buys I've ever seen in my life. And Alex Jones got railed on it for a little while. Like, listen, you're a joke. He doesn't want to fucking talk to you. They sat down for about a 25-minute interview last night, and it was... You, it, you would think that they have some kind of an established relationship how they played off each other's questions and answers. And, you know, Alex Jones was gushing because it was General Michael Flynn, hero and patriot. Mm -hmm. And uh, there wasn't a lot context-wise to take out of it, but in regards to the overall, the overall narrative that, you know, is the patriot movement right now, you saw two people who were very passionate about something mesh. And, and I thought it was good. But, I mean... I just have such a hard time thinking that someone with as much federal service, time, theater experience as Michael Flynn has been completely destroyed by the Washington establishment. And, you know, 
other people who are in the media. I'm not going to say Alex Jones. Alex Jones is in his spot right now because he fucking did it to himself. <laughs> I mean, he called the Sandy Hook massacre yeah. a false flag event that included, um, what was it? What are those? Crisis actors? Yeah. Regardless of whether or not there's any truth to that, if the national media is reporting that more than two dozen children were murdered, you don't go on a show that has anywhere between two and five million viewers, depending on the day, and say that you think they were crisis actors. Yeah, you might want to tiptoe around that one. Right. Bit. Just don't cover the fucking story because the narrative that you usually bring is kind of a little bit ahead of the curve because yeah, InfoWars doesn't really verify as much stuff as more legacy media companies do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what I'm getting at is what they've done to other people, like in regards to Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell. There was no zero audio from Sidney Powell this week. I scoured. She ran out of cheetah print. She will never run out of cheetah print. I, I was looking all over the place. Um, you We're know, actually going to start a GoFundMe for Sydney Powell's cheetah print. <laughs> and turtlenecks. We should get her like a legit cheetah coat. But I mean, Ooh, there's like the headdress and everything. Oh, it'd be freaking epic. She's got so much stuff under her belt, and and I think where I'm going with this is one of the big players, and this. How can you not be a conspiracy theorist when you think about what social media does to people like that? Mm -hmm. General Michael Flynn, Alex Jones, Sidney Powell. They're all fucking lunatics now, according to the mainstream media. Well, you only, you're only going to get upset by it when it's not your team. Even Rudy Giuliani. Regardless of whether or not Rudy Giuliani is a close to 80, cigar-smoking, alcoholic, with bad veneers, and runny hair dye... Mm. That might be me in at 80. Exactly. I th <laughs> I'm in the, going right up that path. In the halls of history, when we go back 100 years from right now and go over all this shit, Rudy Giuliani will be an American hero, period. Regardless of whether or not he was Donald Trump's personal lawyer who led the charge for the administration in regard to the Stop the Steal movement in the 2020 presidential elections, he took down the fucking mafia. Yeah, it's impressive. He was there for 9-11. I mean, and then everyone in the mainstream and legacy media has just turned their fucking back on this guy. It's ridiculous. When he went on Fox News a couple weeks, or when he went on Newsmax a couple weeks ago and said that all of his upcoming interviews for Fox News had been canceled administratively, that made me feel terrible. I mean, I'm from the Northeast. I'm originally from the tri-state area. I'm from New Jersey. You know, New York is something I hold near and dear, and all the things that happened back in the day when I lived on the other side of the country are things that directly affected my life. And, you know, when I think about growing up and all the bad things that happened in New York, Rudy Giuliani is one of those people who predominantly is, like, engraved as, like, a photo memory. I see him in the, the Yankees dugout jacket with the cap on and his mm -hmm. crappy veneer smile. And, <laughs> you know, I see him stuttering through press conferences in the, in the days after 9-11 on what was going to happen. But when I listen to him and you listen to him, Conviction. That's yeah. the one thing you take away from it. And, and one of the biggest things that's confusing me right now, and I'm going somewhere with this, it kind of sounds like I'm rambling. Huh. If they're going to shut down and lock Donald Trump's Twitter account for things that he said at the rally today, which none of them incited violence. Well, he and actually told people to go home. The message he gave afterwards where he said, law enforcement is taking over now. It's time to just go home and heal. We understand you're mad, yeah. this, that, and the other thing. I mean, we listen to it. You're not helping. And I mean, that was his, his point. 
Here's something we need to talk about in extent on this show, and mm. we're going to get into it in a minute. Let it rip. Linwood. I know we've been we've yeah. we've been we, Alex Jonesing this. What do we do to get that man on like a quarter or something? No, here's the thing: we've been not Alex Jonesing this for the last month. We have been, we've been holding it in, right? We've, we've been, been tra- sk- oh. skirting around the issue. We've yeah. been trying so hard. I mean, you got? Did you bring the tinfoil? Oh, I got a whole roll of tinfoil with I, my smoker outside. I feel like I need to pull my shirt up over the back of my neck <laughs> and start screaming <laughs> about intergalactic <laughs> vampires right now. Turning the frogs gay, right? Man, uh, so, but yeah, we, we Linwood is something we really need to talk about. So Linwood, a little over a week ago, took to social media and made some big allegations in regard to Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts and Vice President Mike Pence. Um, some of the things he alleged were and remember, these are not verified, that at some point, Chief Justice John Roberts adopted children via Jeffrey Epstein through a third-party proxy in a European country, and that people within the intelligence community were holding high-level members of the government hostage with what would you call that? Blackmail. And said the same things about Vice President Mike Pence, not the child adoption stuff, but that he should be arrested for treason. Um, a lot of people on social media railed against this, saying mm-hmm. that there's no proof, there's no evidence, that you're crazy. Called him a pedophile, too, didn't he? Yeah. And let's just take a little look back at Lynn Wood's personal resume over the years. So he's been in federal law for decades. Mm -hmm. He's been a part of close to 700 cases at the federal level. He is on the bar for the Supreme Court. He's a defamation lawyer, and he's gotten wins in some huge high-profile cases like John Benet Ramsey's brother, the alleged Atlanta bomber during the Olympics, uh-huh. and most recently, Magaboy. Yep. So in regards to, in some context, being a former representation for Kyle Rittenhouse, Lynn Wood's resume as a defamation lawyer and the things that he's put out on social media completely contradict each other unless there's some truth to it because he is literally defaming some of the highest profile members of the United States today. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't just think he's getting a little wild? I don't know. What do you guys think? Before, yeah. before we get into the uh, stuff that's, gone, that's dropped over the last 24 hours, what do you guys think? It's, L- I mean, it's off the wall. Right. Why hasn't why hasn't Twitter shut down his account? Yeah, I mean if they're gonna shut off if Donald Trump the president's tells, account. If, if Donald Trump tells MAGA supporters to go home because Antifa's rioting, why can Linwood go on social media with the amount of followers he has, which is one point one million? It's a decent chunk. It's more than steak for breakfast. Barely. Just by a little bit. By a few. Yeah. Steak for podcast breakfast. Um, 
Yeah, so so why would he have the luxury of doing that? Calling the vice president and John Roberts and others pedophiles and that they should be arrested for crimes against the republic. And Donald Trump tells people to go home and his Twitter gets suspended. Has Lynn Wood been in the Twitter slash Facebook crosshairs before where he's been shut down or locked or deleted or... That I don't know. What I do know is he's made a lot of wild allegations. Yeah. The part that bums me out is, you know, you got Lynn Wood, Ted Cruz, you have all these guys that were fueling, like kind of gassing up the right. And we got so excited for today. And I like stuff that Linwood says. I like stuff that Ted Cruz says. Giuliani, there was so much hope going into today. And it's just such a fucking bummer that we're like... Dude, I have not been able to sleep steady for the last couple weeks. I've been getting super emotional. Like, the last two Donald Trump speeches, the Georgia one, a couple days ago before the election. And today, which I did not... Which I did say was not maximum energy Trump. It was just Trump doing his thing. Dude, I've gotten emotional. To where I'm getting, like, yeah, teary-eyed, listening and knowing that we may never hear words like that again. And people that listen to this show, all of us probably in general, I think I'm the oldest here. Noah's pretty close to me. Nick's, Nick's a youngster in regards to us. But I have a lot of life left to live, and I don't want to not hear things like that about my country mm. anymore because of what the establishment DC pieces of shit have done to make it seem like you're a bad person if you support America first. Even if you have a flag outside your house. Yeah. That's a very clear indication of who you support nowadays, which is sad because, you know, I put that flag out at our house every morning and I take it down every night and I love that flag and it represents... More than my political beliefs, it represents what I think of this country. It's the greatest country on earth. And in the next four years, we're just not going to see that from a leader of a country. Kelly Loeffler's bailed out. Um, You're watching people basically, I don't want to call it committing treason, but just bailing on the republic live. In the last couple of minutes... Kelly Loeffler issued a statement when I arrived in Washington, D.C. this morning. I fully intended to object the certification of electoral votes. However, the events have that have transpired today have forced me to reconsider, and I cannot now, in good conscience, object. So they have an incident in Washington, D.C. today, and that incident negates the widespread voter fraud and irregularities that occurred months ago during the 2020 presidential election. Makes no sense. Another player in the movie. No, we're shooting ourselves in the foot with this. Yeah. Or not we, but the people that are on board with the poor behavior. It's just so defeating, man. I mean, fuck. So getting back to Linwood. Code Monkey Z on Twitter, Ron, eight coon veteran, took to social media last night and said that he was going to drop a couple Moabs. Um, he said that it was going to sh- ruffle some feathers, but it was going to kind of pull the curtain back for some people that were hopeful like we were for some of the events that were going on today in regards to Mike Pence. Now, remember, this is all unconfirmed, 
and it goes down the road of allegations that Linwood has been making for the last couple of weeks and how we try to tie that whole thing together. Well, this guy's not really one to drop stuff that isn't pretty viable. No, and, and the thing about Ron is whenever he drops stuff on Twitter, if it turns out to be inconsistent with what the truth is, he will retract and then Correct take himself. responsibility yeah. for. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where he released a couple... I don't know what you would call these, like web PDFs. Oh, it's like a editorial. Yeah. And it basically outlines that since the moment Donald Trump came down the escalator, the D.C. establishment knew that if he got in power, their only job for the next four years would be to destroy him because he would stand between everything that was and everything that should be. Um, he outlined that Rod Rosenstein, who worked for, uh, he was the head of the FBI after Jim Comey, basically had Seth Rich, who was a DNC staffer for Hillary Clinton, but also a confirmed leaker of DNC sensitive material to WikiLeaks. Um, it's been clearly verified on social media that Seth Rich was a patriot, regardless of his political standings. Mm -hmm. He was a DNC staffer but cared a lot about this country. And he worked with Julian Assange in getting information to him regarding the ins and outs going on within the DNC swamp. Um, in these drops that Ron had, the first one alleged that Rod Rosenstein had a now jailed CIA agent uh, used two now murdered, or as I like to call it, Clinton. He was a DEA agent, right? DEA agent. Well, he, DEA Drug CIA. Enforcement yeah. right. Administration. My bad. For like those... Ron, I will retract. No, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, they kind of work together. So. Right. Yeah. Three letter agencies. Yep. But, anyways, they were going to have two MS 13 members rough up this kid and basically tell him like hey we know you're leaking or doing whatever you're doing fucking stop it went sideways well they were trying to rob him for the thumb drive that he was supposedly always carrying right that he was transfer transmitting information via that thumb drive from the dnc to julian Assange and wikileaks um so these two ms-13 members had a bad robbery it turned out in being a murder you mean they weren't professionals hmm huh. Professional skill. Did they have face tattoos? Right. Uh, do we need to ask? Usually they do. The DEA agent now jailed. His name is Joseph Brizzotti. So this is probably one of the first bad Italians we've talked about on the show. Oh, bad Italians. Yeah, we've, we, my people. When was the last people? time you had bad Italian? It happens. I mean, anytime I eat out. Yeah, yeah usually it's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. So. I haven't been to I haven't been to Nick's restaurant though. We before. should do a live show from my family's restaurant. Yes. Be... Yes, a million times. <laughs> it's a spicy meatball. <laughs> so this DEA agent got two MS thirteen members to shake down Seth Rich. Um, shook him too hard. Shook him too hard and wound up murdering him. And those two I hate when that happens. Retards <laughs> subsequently subsequently got murdered uh, in the wake of that. So, and they were saying that Rod Rosenstein was the one that not only orchestrated the roughing up of Seth Rich, but the murder of the two 
MS-13 members via this DEA agent. Who how, is, how did they say those guys died? Do we know? COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't doubt it. Wouldn't doubt it. Hey, well, well, now that's what it would be. So that, yeah, that, for that, sure. that was drop one. Those two homeboys got COVID. Another, no. So for me, that was like crumbs. I was like, okay, Ron, I'm listening. You're usually not full of shit. And then we get to drop two, which was, uh, you know, got into the fact that in the United States versus white. Um, How dare you? Right. There are some sealed things there that have all of that narrative come out. And uh, they were able to get this DEA agent along with a couple other Secret Service members and another DEA agent to flip and kind of tell the whole story. Um, There was some Bitcoin laundering that went on that tied this original DEA agent, Rizzotti, into it. Um, I'm going to read a brief right here. It says, a disgraced former Secret Service agent already serving time for stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of digital currency from the federal government has been sentenced to spend an additional two years in prison for a separate heist. Sean Bridges, 35, was sentenced Tuesday. This is back in 2017. In connection with stealing from a digital wallet belonging to the government, currently valued at $11.3 million in Bitcoin. Bridges had been a member of the federal task force that investigated Silk Road, an online marketplace for responsible that was responsible for facilitating hundreds of millions of dollars worth of illegal drug deals prior to being dismantled by the U.S. authorities in late 2013. He later admitted by stealing approximately 20,000 Bitcoin from its users during the government's probe and was sentenced in December 2015 to 71 months in federal prison, plus two years, after pleading guilty to related counts of money laundering and obstruction of justice. The former DEA agent based in Baltimore, Maryland, had been a member of the Silk Road Task Force, a sprawling multi-agency, multi jurisdictional law enforcement effort that eventually um, netted Ross Albright, also known as Dread Pirate Roberts. In February 2015, Albright was convicted on all counts after a jury trial in New York. He is currently serving a life sentence. Um, You know, it goes on to say that all these people were kind of entangled in this whole Rod Rosenstein thing, the DEA, the Secret Service, laundering money, shaking down staffers, doing some murdering, um, and laundering Bitcoin. So I, I, I was kind of trying to figure out where this narrative was going because everybody knows that Rod Rodenstein is a piece of shit. He lied under oath several times. I wouldn't put it past them then working in regards with these intelligence agencies, which have, which have become, I would say, for the most part, corrupt over the last couple of decades. Yeah. Um, you know, and people not working for the people but working for themselves and the legacy of their careers and agencies, uh, it brought us on to part three. So where, where I saw some clarity but didn't understand the timing of it in the first drop gave me a little bit more confusion in the second one, but it was the third one that really kind of tied a whole bunch of stuff together that led us up through today. Um, and it's the third part was titled At the Highest Levels. Uh, it talked about, you know, the cowards in Congress the pussies in the GOP, why they're failing us and why they're failing so bad. Um, it goes on to say why Rosenstein acted the way he did and wasn't afraid of anybody while he went and lied to multiple House committees and Congress during his testimonies in regards to multiple things regarding, you know, stuff that went on between the FBI and the Trump campaign. 
And uh, it basically alleges that Mike Pence saw an in there, and the D.C. establishment saw Pence as more deserving of the throne, speaking in regards to Donald Trump. And he would drop the America First pro policies and get out of the way of the progress that the globalist elites wanted. Um, according to recorded testimony from the whistleblower, Rosenstein, together with Pence's knowledge and consent, went on to help engineer the entire coup attempt against Donald Trump in an attempt to oust Trump and promote Pence to the presidency, at which point Pence would turn around and appoint Rod Rosenstein vice president. So that kind of ties it all together. Mm. Um, thankfully, he failed, but he almost didn't. And you ever wonder, it states, how Rod got away so blatantly perjuring himself throughout all of the committees and testimonies he gave, and it's because no one in Washington, D.C. had the will to truly go after him. It goes on to state that no one wanted to go after him because so many knew what was really going on. It was all about putting on a show for you at home and waiting for the Trumpocalypse. I like that one. Mm. That had befallen their little town called D.C. to pass by. The strategy first was to try and wait for Trump, to try and wait Trump out, put on a show about being his ally, but in reality, let the opposition run rampant, which they fucking have for the last four years, and do whatever they want. Hope they succeed and go back to your successful little political grift where all you do is put on a show for the CPAC types, lobbyists, and rake in donations and lobbying industry, in, industry cash. The worst case scenario, if you failed, well... Pence was still in place, a living insurance policy. Hmm. Um, he, you know, basically just continues on with that, that they met, they actually talked about it, it conspired, um, you know, and, and, and they wanted to get it out there for everybody to kind of see, you know, this is what's happening now. And goes on in closing... This is where we're at with the man closest to the president who, according to our whistleblower, secretly agreed to participate in a coup against the very same president, set to determine the fate of that same president by getting to decide which slates of electors get counted in this, the most fraudulent election ever to take place in the history of this country. And the person who penned this article goes on to state, I hereby call for the immediate arrest of Michael Pence, 48th Vice President of the United States for treasons. Piece of shit. Yeah, so this stuff drops and kind of ties together. I mean, Linwood came out yesterday on Twitter and thanked Ron and said, now you see why some of the allegations that I've been making for the past maybe 10 days in regards mm -hmm. to Mike Pence and a lot of players in the game seem more relevant. Yeah. So imagine that. One of the biggest conspiracies in the world during one of the most pivotal presidencies of all time against one of the most iconic figures in the history of our country. During the most tumultuous year. Right. Involving all aspects of government, from the lowest level representatives all the way up through the vice president and every intelligence agency in between. I mean, after watching the events of today... Hmm. Are you woke enough yet? I mean... That's, that's the question of the day, is that... I think people that are woke are more woke. People that are watching what happens with Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are just more buried in this. Say Desperate Housewives. De what, is, it Desperate, is that still on? Desperate Housewives? I have no Housewives idea. I thought of, you would know. 
Housewives of whatever. Uh, Nick adds a lot of context to our conversation when he doesn't drink, but he adds a lot more color commentary to it when he does. <laughs> I, I would figure, like, if this was any other week, and I just read all that, there would be, like, a 10-second silence, and, be, and Nick would be like, Oh, God, I can't believe it. Motherfucker. <laughs> I can't believe I'm living in this country right now. <laughs> so... But, well, but I, did, I did see him enjoying that one beer they had. He was pouring it mouth open from above his head. Come it was on. a come on, one more. Polar opposite from three weeks ago, <sighs> and I was shotgun a six pack. But six. it's just uh, yeah, it's a conservative number. Um, I, I I don't even know what to say. I I, I wonder what's going to happen when Trump and Pence they have to cross paths at some point. Oh in no, a couple oh, weeks. I mean, think. I would love, and I would. I think this would all be worth it, if Trump just cocks one back and just starches Pence mm. like live on TV. That would be the most epic ending to a presidency. And then Trump gets on the podium and just unleashes a hail of <laughs> just incriminating evidence to other people of like, oh, declassifying. Yeah, everything. just. <laughs> and he goes, "F Twitter, F Facebook, and like, F all you." Like that Nicolas Cage movie. Where he- <laughs> In the rock when he gets the microphone and it's like, hey, do you, you want to know who really killed JFK? <laughs> sure de- do. Declassifies aliens and a bunch of stuff, and then he just does the suck it sign and then walks off the stage. <laughs> you, know, you know, one of the biggest things, and in my favorite conspiracy theories that I would love to know the answers to, now we may understand why the Pences received an envelope at the George Bush funeral. Yeah. What, what were in those envelopes? Are Mind. you familiar with that? Was it, no. was it Bitcoin? No. Enlighten me. Yeah, pull it up. So at the George Bush funeral, there were several high-ranking government officials whose spouses received envelopes in their viewing... What they call them? Oh, in their... Bull- program. Program, yeah. Yeah. And the faces that these people made when they opened up those envelopes and read what was on the inside... Uh, Still to this day are, are un- unknown why the reactions were so. It looked like terror. Didn't Pence just have a blank expression though? Yeah, but I, that's normal. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah I mean, he, he's a lizard person or a clone. Yeah, he's one of the two things. So we have straight so far from the. <laughs> but that's good because after today, we might as well, right? Okay. Oh, God. Yeah, we're 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 watching. Yes, fuck it. Tattoo it on your forehead. Exactly. This movie going on right now, and these guys got to hold on. Have supplies, have ammo, and, uh, you know. Toilet paper. Do some praying. Mm. Costco's going to be empty tomorrow. God damn it, man. Fuck. Oh, I'm stocked up. <laughs> you want to know what it's gotten to where it's almost like I get, like, an itchy tick that anytime I drive through a store, like, past the store, I'm like, eh. It's a couple of cases of water and some paper towels. Get it. I don't know why people bought paper towels. I've never I washed your ass with a garden hose before. Sure haven't. Um, oh. Yeah, me yeah. Me, definitely not me. <laughs> well, you could easily with like an old t-shirt. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff else that we could talk about this week, but why even waste our time other than what's going on? I think we need to see what happens. The next 24 hours is going to be very uh, interesting, I would say. I wonder what where Pence is at, because they're in the middle of that st- when um, 
they stormed the Capitol building, him and Pelosi disappeared together. It was okay. on the news. They probably would make him out. Well, they're Ugh. they're forming Voltron. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to get all the Infinity Stones. So we we did mention uh, pe- people dying of coronavirus. Pence might be on the chopping well, no, block. Uh, Boring. No, no, no. But but uh, didn't uh, Epstein's only cellmate? Oh yeah, he died recently. Yeah. yeah, he did die of coronavirus. It was this week, right? Yeah, coronavirus two in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. He was an ex-cop, wasn't he? Almost hundred percent positive. Don't don't know. Mm-hmm. I just caught whiff of the uh, coronavirus. I'm like, oh, that sounds likely. Well, Lynn Woods at it again. He's called out Kelly Loeffler shortly after she rescinded her pledge to stop the steal. Uh, he took to Twitter and claimed, "Hey, Kelly Loeffler." Was there choice language? Please tell me he liked Custer out. It's even better. Yes. Allegations. Ooh. Yeah. What was your answer to Rep. Doug Collins about the $56,000 painting of a communist leader slash murderer hanging in your mansion? How many billions of dollars in business does your husband conduct with the CCP each year? Oh, Asking for a friend. snap. And that's the thing. It, it, it links it to an article that says Loeffler paid $56,000 for a painting of murdering communist and displays it in her home dictator Mao may have killed more babies than the democrat party (laughs) (laughs) something that's sadly something that's sadly hard to do why does kelly loffler buy a fifty-six thousand dollar portrait and hang it in her atlanta mansion and then here's a picture of her live streaming with a picture of chairman Mao right behind her did Mao have some some we're living in a powder simulation for that painting it's it's really hard to tell. I, I I felt like when we took off this show, when, when we all got together and decided that uh, instead of it being like a variety show, we were going to pick a narrative and we were going to stick to it. That was around episode six. I wasn't here for that. Yeah. That was after I was just yeah turning just, the soundboard on and getting drunk. With yeah, that's what... Uh, just talking about nonsense. Just imagine like two hours and Nick just being like... Well, you can, you can go back and experience this. Yeah. I, you don't I have actually, to, because those I went, episodes, those early episodes. I went back and I started at the beginning. I believe I blacked out in one of them. Nice. Actually, probably more than one. But but I, feel, I digress. I, I feel like there's a niche here. There's a purpose here. Like regardless of what happens, and I'm not fucking blackpilling here. Donald Trump is still the 45th president of the United States, and I believe after January 20th, 2021, he still will be. Well, technically. Given that there's been no decision officially, January 6th, January 20th, mm-hmm. technically, President Trump is still the president-elect. Here's a interesting wrench to throw in there. And this might be like another, as Raiden would say, a 3D chess move or another dimension added into this plane. Um, oh God, I hate planes. Alien mm. Omar was just saying that she wants to put articles of impeachment and so at Pelosi as well mm-hmm. why go through the trouble of doing that if they're not scared of something happening because in reality this guy's out oh, in, same in reason, their view same reason Kamala's in, not given up her seat yeah. and that's what I'm saying is there might be another there's, there's avenue couple- this that w- the public doesn't and even the whistleblowers and the people on the front line that are leaking stuff there might be something in the back door of this whole thing that nobody knows except for a select few, and maybe the Democrats know that they're screwed at the end of the day. Some miracle, some loophole in the constant. I mean, who knows? But you wouldn't waste your time trying to get, let's say, someone's retiring 
with a week left as a teacher, you're not going to waste time getting them fired. Does that make sense? Like, there's no why waste your time when this guy is less than a month technically well, in office from their 14 viewpoint. Fourteen days from now, technically, right for this one. Yeah. So why why go through the trouble to impeach him? Does that well, affect him from running in four years? Is that why they're doing that? Thing? We're at one of two points right now. We're at the threshold of fucking draining it. He's got to the bottom of the swamp. He's got his fucking entire arm wrapped around that chain, and he's ready to pull the cork out of the drain. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Or shit's going to hit the fan, and it's going to be fucking absolute shit show here. I think either way, you're getting shit show, but... Either way, start prepping your magazines. So I would, have rather, I would have rather had today go smoother, obviously. Like, so you would, have, you would have rather seen no storming of the Capitol, however... Everything else play out the way it would. Pence, dissent, Loeffler, bail out, stop the steal, fail. Players play their cards, and then it's all out on the table with still time in between now and then for possibly insurrection act or something like that. <laughs> oh no, it's it's or the yeah, or the I, I would say or that. the 2018 executive order into foreign yeah. interference in the election. Those are all legitimate options. Yeah. No, I just I just feel like this has hurt the cause by just doing yeah. the same thing that the other side was doing, and had everything gone. More smoothly, if they would have just rallied on the steps, gone home at curfew, just been the perfect example of what a peaceful protest actually is. And MAGA movement. And MAGA movement, whatever you want to call it. Uh, And then there was a potential positive. So if all this would have drawn out to the point where Pelosi would have had to be acting POTUS for uh, whatever, even for three days. Made my stomach hurt. Well, no, I don't want to see it either. But there is a positive out of that. She would have had seat. to give up her seat as Speaker of the House. So we would not She's have to see her die in that seat. crypt keeper, freaking wine drinking, ice cream face anymore. I can't wait for her teeth to fall out on television. Good morning. Sunday morning. It's Sunday morning. So my, my kids love Marvel movies. Oh, really? Who yeah. doesn't? Who, don't we? I also thoroughly enjoy them. If you don't, you're probably a terrorist. True story. Facts. Today I really felt like... We were at the end of the Infinity War movie. <laughs> Literally. I wish they'd hurry up and write the next one then. Mike Pence just took the time stone. And snapped his <laughs> Or the Constitution and gave it to Thanos on Titan. And Robert Downey Jr., Donald Trump, looked at him and said, why would you do that? We're in the end game now. Mm-hmm. That's, that's literally... Well, hopefully we get a there's, time there's machine. No, there's <laughs> no fucking... Or, fix this or it was a meme. <laughs> Put it back in. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, oh, fuck yeah, spread it. We went there. <laughs> I was making a good analogy, and we went there. Hope all you listeners at home are enjoying that. Sorry. No, I, I agree, man. It's... God, I just can't believe we're here, man. I mean, there was so much hype and so when much excitement it, it, going it, into it, this. It, it, when I first saw Infinity Wars for the first time, it was kind of sad. See some of your favorite heroes getting their asses kicked or killed. You know, half of the good guys were wiped out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seemed like all was lost. And just in a reference to the situation we're in I I think a lot of patriots um, all over the world not just in the United States are feeling that way right now like what is the possibilities of us coming out on top after losing so big yeah catching some L's so bigly big L's but the thing is and the anti-black pill move to stay positive and not give in is to know number one God's in control True. Whatever he wants for this country is eventually going to be the will. Um, number two, 
Donald Trump's probably the biggest player in this game since the Constitution era. Well, probably, yeah. Since the Whigs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I heard a really good uh, narrative to this the other day. I was listening to, I don't remember who, but they were referencing the people who drafted and signed the Constitution. Mm. Fun fact, you know, Thomas Jefferson was one of the oldest people on that squad, and he was only in his early 30s when that happened. Hmm. So wow. even though all those pictures on, on, like, the back of the dollar bill and stuff like that show all the guys that are looking kind of stately with their wigs and their blouse socks, mm-hmm. they're all in their 20s when that happened. Wow. Yeah. A lot of people don't, don't know that and understand that it's not necessarily who the players in the game are. It's what they stand for. And if they're really willing to go that extra mile for it. And the only thing I can say right now is... After all I've seen today, and over the course of this entire election cycle leading up to January 6th, Donald Trump is in it to win it for America. He's got, you know what, for all he has and all he's done his entire life and all the shit that's going on, there is no reason why he can't just go down at the end of the day with some chicky nuggies from Wendy's and an extra large Diet Coke and be like, you want to know what? I am so fucking rich. Fuck this. I mean, but yeah, he's he doesn't not doing need, that. He that's doesn't, the crazy He's part. very nonchalant about this right. today. He, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need all the shit that's going on. Yeah. And he's fighting for it because there's, like I said, one component. It's the principle of it. Right. Let's get back to that Marvel reference. How was the only way they were going to solve all that bullshit that happened at the end of Infinity War? Time travel. Oh. Who the fuck has been saying Donald Trump has access to a time machine for the entirety of the time that I've been on this show? Ronald. God damn it. Who is Ronald? Who the fuck is Ronald. Anyways, I think, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, man. It's just, I'm trying to stay optimistic, but it's... It's all you can. Yeah. It's yep. just hard right stay now. Stay optimistic. Stay in prayer. Trust the plan. But that's the problem. The, these assholes are putting this plan together are leaving. <laughs> Damn it. We had a plan. It was supposed to go into effect today. And uh, there's always plan B. I just don't. I just want to punch Pence right in the throat. Can we get a shotgun racking sound effect? We didn't even use... See, that's how tough of a week it's been. We haven't used one... Hit the retard button. Please. Stand by. I'm kind of retarded. Thank you for that. Yeah. I needed it. Oh, Um, God. I just want to punch somebody. You know what? There are a lot of ways on uh, social media that you can find the steak for breakfast podcast uh on instagram we are steak for breakfast podcast um thank you to all our followers we started out with basically none a few months ago and we eclipsed 1200 today so congratulations to us we passed a hundred a thousand downloads on uh, our uh episode there it is that's pretty huge um i'm on twitter at brone 77 same handle on Parlor. I haven't been on Parlor in a long time. Okay. I logged in the other day. Nice. Did you? It's kind of right. it's kind of clunky still. You know what? The real info right now is coming out on Twitter. I don't really like it or appreciate it. However, I am unfortunately a user of it. Um, there's a lot of proud patriots out there that give insight and context to this show. We the people. Radio podcast. We're hoping to be joining them at some point in the near future. And by near future, I mean a couple weeks. So look for that episode. Tom Pappert at the National File reporting the real news 
before anybody else has the balls to do it. Tracy Beans, DC mm-hmm. Undercover. We love you on this show. Um, in regards to a legal aspect. So Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. Where's she been at today? Being a patriot somewhere. That's all you need to know. She was the one that took Nancy Pelosi's podium and walked out with it. <laughs> she was the one painted. She was in a mask. <laughs> she, she was painted like fucking Braveheart. <laughs> There's some lady with a Braveheart face paint and, and a cheetah, cheetah print cheetah. leggings so, on. I just want to know the if the guy, cape. did the guy make it out with the podium? No, no, he was out in front of the... No, but like... It's did, probably on offer. Is it home? Like, I mean, can you take that carry-on if he flew? Ooh, He's probably driving question. back to Wisconsin right yeah, now in the bed of the F-150. He's paying an extra $55 for check luggage. Smashing Coors lights in the bed of his truck, driving back home. People on social media, Ron, Code Monkey Z, I hope some of this information that you're starting to get out to the public is not only eye-opening but true. Axia Queen 4.0, Baby Cakes 2.0. What I meme to say, period, in between each word. That's a great one. Rebellious Arab girl and soon to be guest on our show, seven time nuke account champion of Instagram, Law of One. Mm. Yeah, she's a big contributor to our show. I talked to her offline pretty much all week. She was there today. Hopefully, she'll be able to give us some insight into that. That would be awesome, yeah. Yeah, she is really one of those people that have been out there holding the line in regards, or in addition to every single other person that I've mentioned. Uh, Big contributors to the show, we thank you. Our sponsors, all the sponsors that uh, contribute to the show, whether or not you give us a promo code, all of you guys provide an important service to the community. Mike over at West Coast Survivor Arms, the guy at Man Rubs. I totally bought stuff the other day, and I texted the guys and said, I can't wait for my stuff to come in, and I... Totally forgot to use the checkout code. <laughs> nice. See, we support, we, you know, pay yeah, full price. Like, yeah, We're yeah. supporting small businesses even when we don't realize it. <laughs> uh, the guys over at Mediocre Medic and Stay Ready Gear Holsters. You yeah. guys are awesome contributors to our show. You guys give us some nice shares. I've got like seven of his stuff even before this. Yeah, and traffic on social media. You guys are quality. You all are American made, American ran, support the military and law enforcement, and super duper patriotic we love you guys um we will see you guys next week hold it down lots of ammo lots of toilet paper enough water got it this has been the steak for breakfast podcast i'm roan i'm nick noah hang in there guys there's still light at the end of the tunnel god bless you guys